Welcome back to another horrifically exciting episode of What the Fumble. Things sure are getting spooky, and the characters and players, and hopefully you listeners too, are all starting to come up with countless theories about what the heck is going on. If you do have guesses or theories about where this is all going, we would absolutely love to know about them. So drop us an email at wtfumble at gmail.com or leave us a message on Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. One of my favorite things mentioned so far is Adam's theory that time here at Van Richten's Manor doesn't actually matter at all. And I'm just messing with my players. Good news, Adam. I'm finally prepared to admit that when it comes to whether or not time matters, the answer is a solid maybe. But for now, it's time to find out more about what is going on as the players keep exploring the Van Richten estate in episode 97, Mystery and Murder. guys start feel the spooky you feeling the spooky yeah it's 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 starting to get there like the the ever since the whole doll thing like that's yeah Uh, yeah uh, i i guess i'm more of a little bitch than everyone else as soon as we saw that there was a kid in this place that's going (laughs) to like die in like 24 hours i am just like that is it 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 broke my little heart I've been out with you in public, Colin. You know, kids in general just make you scared for... Uh, oh, they make me so uncomfortable. Yeah. They make me so uncomfortable. I mean, it's I can see it in my notes, too, because I find any time we get in a spooky spot or in, like, a dungeon crawl, I find I take a lot more notes. And, like, normally I'll have, like, a page for an episode or something. But, like, for episode 94, I have, like, a page and a half. 95, I'm at almost two pages, almost two and a half pages and it's just getting more and more. <laughs> Thank God. I think I lost my pencil. So uh, give it, David. Yeah, actually, it would probably be mood to review what we know, because especially with this time thing, I'm really eager to know, maybe now that we've got some understanding of the layout, maybe we know what might be happening with this. What time is it? Like one something? 125. 125. <laughs> so take us from the top, David. We got here at 6 a.m., right? Uh, 530-ish. Oh, all the way back to when we first got to, yeah, uh, I think it's, or do we want to go right from the manor, like uh, when we got into, right, right from the beginning? Because we also need to learn as much as we can about Casimir, because okay. I'm, I'm Team Casimir. Hmm. Cold's notes. We're not paid by the hour. Okay, here I got to go back a bit because I've taken a lot of notes. Uh, we actually got into the domain at five fifty a.m. Oh, so early. That's bedtime. Yep, and then we basically did our thing at the gate at the guardhouse. And you mean left. Metal Gear Solid Test? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah! And I burned a silence slot for that. Yeah, and we got like 33 <laughs> stealth combined. Like, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically left at 7.31. Then we went, went to the orchard, uh, hit stables, had a freak out there. Then, you know, the horse sweat and 
you know, there weren't yeah. any horses hanging from the ceiling. Got scared by smells yeah. and apples. Go I on. mean, also, we found out that Van Richten is six to the perception of all of these people. Uh, turning and six today or seven. I forget what, what our uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. fake birthday thing yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, but listen, if there's one thing Slash is dead set on, it's making sure that everybody knows it's Van Richten's birthday. You all forgot, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we stopped. You guys, like, found an old bucket of grease at the carriage house. Mm-hmm. And oh. headed out to the apple orchard from there, I think, right? A bucket that was one's grease about two decades ago. Yeah, probably. It's just like yeah. probably like solid plastic at this yeah, point. It was very solid, very stinky. Yeah. yeah, and we yeah, we ended up going from yeah, the from the carriage house to the orchard. We left the orchard at about eight fifty five where Looster, we met the Looster was keeper. Terrified of eating apples. Yeah, I was um. terrible. I don't want to fuck with anything in this, you know, pocket dimension. I don't know what's going on. I'm convinced that if I interact with it somehow, it's somehow gonna Bite me in the in the ass. Speaking of biting, no no sign of feign either. Yeah, that's yeah. one Did, thing that I always I always know about tabletop role play games. The less you interact with, the better. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's my take when it comes to this whole place because everything looks too bloody nice. Thought you were gonna just say the less you get bit by a thane, the better. <laughs> uh, did Slash eat apples or no? No. So, okay, two of us, well, we'll see how it goes, because uh, Tess and Troubadour and Van Richten did, so I'm intrigued. Scaly boys, you're off the hook, maybe. Yeah, we ended up going to the mausoleum for around 9.05, had our had our lovely, you know, oh, yeah. coliseum well, at the mausoleum with all those zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After after that lock got the best of us, and we, had, we spent so many resources on that stupid fucking lock. I'm st- I still am convinced we missed something. Well, obviously we missed something there, but like about the five freaking freshly made coffins cuz there's five of us, but there's also five ghost whatever the heck they are. I think it was more uh oh yeah, all and the people all- on the And also one of them is a child and you are small, so if it was made for us or them, we don't know. I wasn't thinking about that. I was just too caught up in making sure everybody ran away without dying and being added. And there was a sound of a tambourine that got them to go away. What was that all about? Ah, that just seems like Fasani stuff. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Let's not interact with it. <laughs> well, we, le- we left at 10.05. We got to basically the estate basically just shy of 10.35. And then when we saw Carl raking up leaves and we decided not to go through the front door. We decided to go around the waiting room, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we will, like, Van Richten, what's the least likely thing you'll do? Go to the ladies' room, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked, we walked on in, um, uh, basically at noon, 11.58 to be exact. And then we've, then Tess had her crazy Taroka card readings where her she went. Effective Taroka card readings. Thank you very much. I, I call it hysteria. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we got like the conjurer, the marionette, the anarchist, and the shepherd. And then there's the innocent, and then we've been trying to make up theories about that for the better part of the last couple of episodes. That was a good time. In my defense, too, I like I really wouldn't have sent you to the ladies' room if you hadn't asked that. Like, where you guys asked that question? Where's the least likely place Van Richten would go? So I mean, it makes sense. Like, why would the lord of a manor be like, oh, let's go see what the powder room is like, unless this is a very different Van Richten. <laughs> <laughs> I In my old age, I'm going to try it different. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's turning into Master Roshi. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, after we did the Toroka card reading, uh, we met Greta. And and Greta, her father, Carl. So we found out why we can't call, you know, Rudolph Rudy anymore. (laughs) Yep. Uh, then we ended up getting Greta to give us a tour, essentially. Um, at this point, we're at basically 1220. Then we had tea time, uh, with, uh, Lustra, Slash, and Greta while, uh, Tess and Troubadour were going upstairs and found an old doll. And we did a lot more theory crafting from there. It was uh, a good time. It was a good time. So you guys have seen quite a few rooms at this point, right? You've seen... Mm-hmm. What you've seen on the first floor? You've seen the dining room. You've seen the uh, ladies' withdrawing room. Hmm. I think we glanced at the little office by the entryway that we went through, but I don't think we went in it. Um, you've done uh, Erasmus's bedroom mm-hmm. on the second floor. Did you hit up any other rooms on the second floor? Uh, uh, Maria's room. Yeah, Fenrickton's sister. It was very, bedroom. very plain and empty yeah sort of like repurposed to just another guest room at this point mm-hmm. yeah the parlor is the central room that we were in but other than that haven't uh haven't hit anything else i think we're in the blue room though yes up on the third floor correct at 125 yeah, and troubadour's getting the hot goss <laughs> i'm getting the tea from a doll <laughs> <laughs> after we learned about how tragically uh, Van Richten's great aunt died in that room. Yeah, that was a while ago. And now look at all the things he's healed, except for one Vasani, and then all of this happened. Who knows what's going on? Who knows what the reasons are? I, th- I think you do. I do. <laughs> it's true, I do. Those are some mighty fine note-taking skills, though, David. Round of applause for David Wells for doing everyone's homework. Off claps. Yeah, I just condensed, like, seven pages of notes. (laughs) Hell yeah. Let's add to them. Okay. Let's add another page and do a little bit of D&D. You guys want to play some D&D? Hell yeah. Let's play some D&D. Let's And learn about this love triangle! Oh, it's going to get juicy. There you guys were in the blue room. In the blue room. Everything's blue. Where people go to W-D-W-Die. It's where... (laughs) Where Van Richten's great aunt Helga uh, died after contracting some disease. You know, plenty of other people have stayed in the room, but that's kind of the the most prominent thing in his memory about this room for sure. At one twenty five, though, Troubadour start rifling through this doll you found. You guys found like a dirty version, an old, decrepit version of the same doll, little Greta was clutching in her hands. And suddenly Troubadour heard a voice in his head, the voice essentially of Greta. Maybe a memory the doll had, who knows, but it said that Carl likes Elise, and Elise likes Casimir, essentially. A little bit of of house gossip. And Casimir likes Carl. Ooh. <laughs> Spicy. It's 
Colin's little fantasy world, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I am one-fifth of this fantasy world, Justin. You can't take this away from me. <laughs> so what's the next move? You just heard a creepy voice, Troubadour. Now what? You're the only one who heard it. It was in your head. It was after I squeezed the doll, it seemed. Like you were starting to go through the stuffing, right? I was going through the stuffing and, like, in the midst of all the things, you know, just in examining it, I get the feeling that there was a trigger of sorts that made the doll tell me some delicious goss. Uh, So, Troubadour is just going to stop in his tracks, try and remember what ensuing action he did before. I think you just pulled a cord on the back of the doll and it gave that voice line. <laughs> the You're my guy. favorite deputy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Troubadour is going to try and do the equivalent and... Uh, repeat your actions and see what happens. I'll repeat my actions and uh, think and ask it about tea time. You repeat your actions, ask it about tea time in your head, nothing happens. Nothing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it's growing on me like it's the color of the sky and, like, the ocean. It's supposed to be so calming. It's fair. It's supposed to make... Wait, who? Elise like Cazador. I only got one! I want secrets so bad! And I'm just gonna start shaking this doll. Oh, uh, Troubadour, are you all right over there, buddy? Oh, Elise is hot and heavy for Casimir. And now... Um, Earl, Earl, oh, there's a triangle. Uh, where, what, what, where's this coming from? She told me, and I'll hold up the doll to everybody. <laughs> like, and the um, remaining eye falls off. <laughs> oh, sorry, one sec, let me patch that up. I'm sorry, who are Cassador and Earl? <laughs> Cassador. <laughs> Oh no, there are more people we haven't met yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm rearranging. I'm writing my own soap opera after all of this. This way, you can't sue me, Van Richten. <laughs> Carl and Casimir. Uh, wait. Oh, triangle. Uh, Carl, hot and heavy for Elise. We saw, we saw that in the very awkward nobody moving for that hour downstairs in the dining room. And But apparently Elise has feelings for Casimir. Or at least this doll told me. Here, Wait. Tess, ask it a question. Squeeze it or something. And I just tossed it all at Tess. All right, snatch arrows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like, what are you? The doll spoke to you? I didn't hear anything. Spoke to my brain! And he, like, points it like his neck. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Tess is just going to look to everyone else. And be like, wait, so... Then if if Elise likes Casimir, why wouldn't he have shown up at at dinner? Like, I mean, if it was reciprocal, reciprocal you'd think that they would... Take as many excuses as they could to spend time with each other. Perhaps it isn't reciprocal. Is it reciprocal? She'll like hold the doll up to her face and be like, and shake it a couple of times. Yeah, Tess, you try to interact with the doll. You try everything you can think of. You ask it questions. Nothing happens. Well, that's, that's one secret. 
Maybe it was the last secret that it was told. Ooh. Maybe there's a cooldown. So Tess is going to, like, sort of hold the, the doll up to her mouth and quietly say, I don't actually think Selash is going to kill us in our sleep if given the chance. And she'll, like, hold it up to her ear. <laughs> she told it another secret. Nothing happens. Nothing. Well, this is some bullshit. One thirty in the afternoon. Is the, is the doll haunted? Troubadour, is the doll haunted? Perhaps the doll only responds to people it's familiar with? I don't know. We'll see. Van Richten, would you like to hold the doll? Sure, I can give it a try. And he takes the doll, does everything he can think of, repeats everything you guys have done. Nothing happens, and he just hands it back to Tess. Nothing. I see. One of the Taroka cards had explained that, beloved of a child long gone, it carries secrets, and it may help you achieve victory. Maybe there is something else we must do before this doll will extrapolate more. Or maybe that is what we need to know, but we don't know how it works yet. Joseph also doesn't appear to very much like Casimir. And the relationship between Joseph and Elise is what again? Uh, seemingly one side. Father and daughter. Oh, okay. It's father and daughter. Uh, stands to reason that a father would not like his daughter dating or, or absconding with the help. Perhaps we must find out why this is the case. What what has given Joseph such ill will towards Casimir? Surely it goes deeper than simply trying to run off with his daughter. Well, he's not very punctual, which apparently is something Joseph really, really cares about. That's like all he talked about at lunch. Didn't you notice? I did, and this also begs the question, where is he? And moreover, where are any of the other creatures you had so aptly described earlier, Tess, that it seems like nature is not bending to its will. We're seeing the orchard grow out of control, the horse sweat that you had smelled, Lustra, but no horses, the dog, Thane, that should have been by its master's side, but no longer here. It would seem that nature itself does not bend to the will of whatever design is here. And it is not, is it not the typical MO of creatures to run away from danger? Perhaps these animals knew there was danger here and have since left. Or maybe whoever set this up did not think it was important enough to then Richten's psyche to include it. This could also be true. Well, if all these people are going through their daily routines, and considering the amount of dust that's up on the third floor here, we could try and go through Joseph's room to see if we can get a better idea of from his belongings that we can figure out what he's actually feeling about the whole situation. Get more information. I would say this. Uh, it seems he doesn't give a crap about cleaning the rest of the third floor. So if we go in and his room's immaculate, he might notice it. Uh, if it's just the trail he walks every day, I think we got carte blanche for the uh, supposed keeper of the house. I'm still interested in seeing the clinic as well, especially if we know that this was where the first Vistani would have been treated. I'm sure that this is also an indication of where this whole fiasco with Van Richten and the Vistani had started. 
I certainly want to see the clinic, but I'm scared as heck as uh, to the, quote, the conflict will end where healer turned oathbreaker. And if these are being told to us by a Vistani or another power, um, I don't know when Van Richten gave up on healing, because given the backstory I know, you just weren't capable of healing these Vistani? You didn't really give up on them, right? Yes, when the Corvera tribe came to my home with a injured member, I was still a young man. I knew a few simple alchemical and herbal solutions, but but at the time I had barely even heard of the healing magics that are capable and so common in other places. Yes, it was simply beyond my capabilities. Yeah, so I just want to know, if you are the titular healer, where did you break your oath, and really, who is saying what oath is to be broken in all of this? Or do we just want to get ready for combat, hot stuff, and enter that uh, clinic? All of the dust in the I air just like a explodes. Lot of dust. <laughs> this smells terrible. <laughs> I think more information's needed, and I think we're only going to get that if we explore more of the house. Yeah, but where first? Uh, I think the clinic might be a good a good spot. I mean, I agree with Troubadour's assessment that it could potentially be dangerous, especially considering the level of dust that we've experienced. It seems like nobody really knows what's going on in the clinic or what could lie in wait. Being prepared isn't remiss of us. However, I think that the clinic is still instrumental into uncovering the most amount of information in the shortest amount of time. Seems to be relative to many of the different readings we have. One thirty-five p.m. All right. Well, I guess that means we're headed into the clinic, and if that is where all of whatever puppet master is pulling the strings from, then we cut the strings, cut its throat, and be done with this. If not... I think we talked to Elise about Casimir, yes? That's right. Well, what do we that get That is the about... one piece of information that we have been given when following the Taroka card's reading. Oh, I thought you wanted to be at their wedding. That also makes sense, too. Well, I mean, Van Richten can preside over it. We've been over that several times. <laughs> <laughs> The worst part is if after an hour he fails his role for ceremony and they don't get married. If anyone has anything to say why these two cannot be what actually I do, I suck. I am actually not six years old. <laughs> oh yeah, and they would be like having a like a toddler officiate their wedding. Dear we beloved, we have gathered here today. We gotta change some plans one sec. Uh, Van Richten's Clinic, is it? Van Richten's Clinic it is. All right, if we're going, all right, race ya. Really, it's, does Tess want to go first or me? Because she's the only one who can beat me. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tess will, like, stand, like, above you, so we're sort of, like, in the same square as we go. (laughs) (laughs) To Van Richten's Clinic. Ready for combat. 
The room is unlocked. You have no problems getting in once the door is open. I guess let me backtrack a little bit. We have a uh, a nice labeled map up on the screen now uh, for us to all follow along a little bit better. So for everyone listening, to get from Blue Room to Van Richten's clinic, essentially you guys exit into like the main area of the third floor, which is the smoking room. Uh, and from there... You head west. You pass by this little hallway that leads out to the third floor balcony. And the door to Van Richten's clinic is uh, maybe 20, 30 feet away from the door of the blue room. You guys open it up, though, and the walls inside are covered with wallpaper that's featuring like a vine theme, a bunch of green vines all over the walls very lush leafy vines that wind their way across a pale yellow background there's thick carpets that cover the floor and near the door there's a desk with two chairs in front of it giving the impression that this is some kind of office or as you know van richten's medical clinic At the far end of the room, beyond a curtain that has been drawn halfway across it, you can see a bed and some shelves that contain medical equipment and some small jars. Van Richten says, that's my clinic, all right. It's exactly the way I remember it. But is it exactly the way you left it? (laughs) What's the dust level looking like in this room? (laughs) <laughs> Slightly less. Troubadour moves his sword as he's going to uh, walk towards the desk. See if there's anything there. It is a pretty dusty floor that you walk over. Little sparks as the flame tongue brushes a- too close to the the floor every now and again. You open uh, or you search the desk. I'm just going to look at the top of it for now. I'm not going to disturb it. There's a few books, some mostly faded paperwork. Books are dusty as well. The ones that you can see are all basic medical and anatomy texts. Books on medicinal herbs, recognition of poison, that kind of thing. There's enough uh, knowledge in the books that if someone were to spend eight hours uh, going through these books, you would gain advantage on medicine checks uh, to identify poison and identify medicinal herbs. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, When it comes to the curtains I've been half drawn, uh, I'm going to go over there and look at the jars that the sunlight's been going on to and to see if there's a distinct line where the sunlight hits to see if the sun is bleached particular bottles versus not bleached to see if this room has stayed the same or not. Smart. Yeah, it looks like some of the labels are very, very faded and others aren't as much. So it looks like the sun's been entering at the same angle for a long time. Is that what you're asking? Yep. So we can basically determine from that that if the curtains haven't been drawn or pulled or touched in any way, shape, or form, that nobody's been in this room for many years. Yeah, I mean, that's in keeping with the rest of the house, but also it seemed like um, 
Erasmus's room hadn't been touched and there was still the planted doll. So I think that this is definitely worth taking an extra look. Um, so for that, uh, Tess is going to head over to where she would assume the, um, if there was an oath broken when he said he could not heal the Vistani, it would be when he was examining him on the examination bed, right? So she'll pull the, uh, I assume there's like a, a curtain to, for like privacy around that area as well. There is, uh, you definitely go investigate over there. Van Richten lets you know, though, unfortunately, the the young Vistani never even made it to the clinic. I knew right away there was nothing I could do. Okay. The tussle, I suppose, they they overpowered me outside by the gatehouse. Oh. Oh. I just happened to be in that area at the time that they came through the gates. Uh, they, as far as I know, had never even seen my house. So it it happened at the gatehouse, and the gatekeeper is not punctual right now. I'm just, I, I I'm, con- I'm convinced something has happened. There's got to be a lot of paperwork he's doing right now. I guess. And Tess, you kind of give the uh, the area a look over regardless. And the only other thing you find that could be of value in this room is the medical equipment itself. It's all in pretty good condition. Uh, if you had an interested buyer, you could probably make about 50 gold from the medical equipment in this room. Cool. But yeah, aside from that, there doesn't seem to be anything of interest. Hmm. Slash will go to the same desk that Troubadour was at. Um, obviously, with his interest in books, he would absolutely, with Van Richten's permission, like to take the books into his inventory and keep that for some light reading later. Um, so that's what, books on poison and... Yeah, it's just a bunch of... Uh, it's a bunch of medical texts and... Anatomy, text, you know, charts, that kind of thing. If you spent eight hours reading this stack of books, you would have advantage on medicine checks to identify herbs, like medicinal herbs, and to identify poisons. For sure. Poisonings. If someone was poisoned, you'd have a better idea what they had exactly. So (laughs) he's absolutely going to take those books, just being the bookworm that he is, or book snake, I suppose. Um, And... Looking at the desk, um, again, with Van Richten's permission, he wants to go through the desk to see if there's any other files or anything of that nature. My God, this man has been affected by a poison spray cantrip. Who could have... (laughs) (laughs) Who could have seen this coming? Uh, Yeah, Celeste, you give it another toss and you get the same results. And there's... Not even a role necessary here. It's it's the books, the medical equipment's worth money if you want it. Aside from that, there's really nothing of interest. You know, the jars all contain stuff that's barely recognizable. It's all unusable at this point. Is there any kind of patients list or of people he dealt with? Maybe, and we can see who the most recent like patient was com- coming through the clinic. 
There is not. He says, unfortunately, I was never the best at keeping records. Always too focused in the present, I suppose. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Forgive the intrusion, but there's no, perhaps, secret room or viewing room that one could use for observation for a patient? No, I never had a, aside from this clinic and the my workroom next door, the next room over, uh, there are no other rooms in the house that are dedicated to medicinal practices. The clinic and the workroom, the workroom being where I experimented with herbs and potions. Developed medicine. I mean, would any of that have lasted for multiple decades? I mean, there's only one way to find out, really. Let's go take a peek! I feel like the workroom would be our next spot. Might stink. Troubadour holds his breath and starts walking off to the workroom. Uh, before we leave, though, um, and Slash will look over to Tess, does the doll say anything to you right now, perchance? Maybe it's room-specific. It does not, Tess. She says, <gasps> My God, it's... There's something, it's, it's saying, one of us here is a big know-it-all. <gasps> I can't believe you would say that. Stop shit-talking me, doll. Slash <laughs> <laughs> so rolls his eyes and heads to the exit. Towards the workroom. Hmm. Uh, to get there, you basically double back. You walk back towards the blue room, through the smoking room. Uh, and you actually have to go down that little hallway that leads to the outside balcony. There's a door that goes to the workroom in that hallway. You guys open it up at 1.45 in the afternoon. Mm. And here's what you see. It's a long table that stands along the eastern wall of the room there are three large windows above that table that look out into the estate grounds. Two of those windows are broken and some ivy has forced its way a few feet into the room, kind of overlapping the far end of the table next to those windows. The ivy stops before falling to the floor, perhaps because of insufficient sunlight, much like the faded jars. The rest of the room is filled with cabinets and tables. They're all arrayed with heavy jars and glass containers that are filled with dried up remains of herbs and plants. There's a, a small bookshelf in here that stands in the corner, but the bookshelf is mostly empty. Most of the books lie on the tables themselves. See Van Richten's Maybe a busy guy. Never really had the time to put them back away. Always needed those books out. He knows where all of them are. He knows what page they're on. That's exactly where I remember leaving all of them. This is where I experimented with medicine and conducted other research. Did you probe into the divine that you would eventually receive power from? Or was this all completely from a scientific standpoint? During my stay here at this house, it was always from a scientific standpoint. It wasn't until I began my crusade to help the innocent that 
I came to understand where these powers come from. During these days, I was simply good with herbs. I'm wondering if it's worth trying to find things just that just don't belong. Because you found that doll in a place where it didn't belong and seemed very old and... I don't know, it didn't match the room. And it looks like none of these rooms have been touched, at least on this floor. So I'm wondering if it's just worth trying to find hidden things where it's... Things that clearly don't belong here. I, I, I know I'm being vague, but... If that doll looks over to Troubadour, did tell you things, then maybe we can learn more by finding more things out of place. Well, one person was out of place at lunchtime. <laughs> Sorry, not to be like a dog with a bone or a thane with a bone, but... Ah, oh, well, I, I 100% agree, but now my fear of the clinic is now my fear of where we were earlier. And it does make sense if that's the first thing that, uh, the future Van Richten saw and uh, his father came in and was like, oh my gosh, definitely don't want kids to see this massacre or whatever happened here. Maybe it's a time loop and we caused the massacre. Oh my God. Yeah, actually they just went down into the like Van Richten family crypt and saw a bunch of slaughtered Vistani or re-slaughtered Vistani and were like, oh, let's leave the kids in the car. Yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. Either way, it would seem that, like, we've looking at the Taroka cards, like, beloved of a child long gone, it carries secrets and may help you reach victory. I think we can scratch that off the list. The only other one that makes sense being in the house would be go to where the innocent at the root of evil slept. That's where we found the doll. Yeah, it was Erasmus's bedroom. He was the root of the evil because that's what caused the whole shenanigans. That's where we found the doll. Three would be the child, question mark, to the powers that are thwarting something. I'm just trying to think of what's relative for these Taroka cards to be in the house. Because it seems like we're sort of, you know, there's some debate as to whether or not go to where the innocent of the root of evil slept and beloved of a long, child long gone and carry secrets. Because it would, it would seem strange that both of those would show up in the same room. Well, I mean... You follow the clue to get the thing. The clue was where the child sleeps, and the thing is the thing that is beloved of a child long gone. Fair. Okay. I mean, I, I again, I could be missing something here. Like, Basically, above the table, what I'm asking is, is there even us any point of finishing reviewing the manor? I mean, I still want to go to the attic now. I mean, yeah, like... I think that's Colin and or Tess, probably Colin... Uh, rubbing off on me. And we're so close. <laughs> like, yeah, this I, is the top floor. It's like, I can't think of any real reason for us to continue exploring this manor if it sounds to us like, especially if we want to go to where Healer turned Oathbreaker, which arguably could have been at the gatehouse. Um, in addition, we also have yet to find, you know, Thane, and now it appears Casimir. So it seems like stuff is happening where we're not. You know what I mean? I almost feel like maybe we're wasting our time in the manor at this point. Yeah, if that dog was sniffing around outside of the gate or near the gate when creature du jour came in to nom it. So, like, I still think basically what I'm asking is what points of interest do we really want to hit in the manor? And then I think we need to sort of, you know, 
figure out what's happening out on the grounds. We haven't even been to the Lake of Apples as well. That's another spot that's worth consideration. Would that be potentially where the road ends? Let us see where the road ends. I don't know if that's just fun narration or if there is something literally at the end of a road. I mean, if there's anything that our riffing on tarot cards for like 20 minutes said was it's per- it's purposefully vague and me and yes to everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the road, the beginning of the road, which is where we started, is also an end. I mean, so one and four can be linked. Well, regardless... Let's go back to the question of is Lustra inve- is toss in this room because that's kind of where yes yes this is about mm-hmm. one one forty five Lustra is contemplating going to check out the workroom a little bit more uh yeah and, and then Salash is like well maybe that's not a good idea but what happens from there well I'm convinced that we're gonna get clues by things that doesn't belong in regards to having like that OG doll didn't match the rest of the room. So I'm going to go in with that same mentality of I'm going to find something that's like old, decrepit, find something that doesn't match the room. Sure. Like in using time, using something that's really, really old and messed up as kind of like my criteria when looking through the room. Give me investigation and perception. Give me both. Ooh. Ooh. Doing a smell check. So 16 on the investigation. And for perception, 24. Damn. That's some good perception. You don't really find much of interest. I mean, clearly the newest thing in this room is the ivy that has crept up through the window. That is clearly the newest thing in this room. With a big old perception like that, though, Lustra... Despite the fact that, you know, there's not a ton of ivy. Like, the room's not completely overgrown. It's just coming in through that one of those broken windows, overlapping a little on the table. But for just a brief second, Lustra, you get, like, this overwhelming scent of vegetation, I guess. Like, for just a second, it almost smells like you're in the jungles of Cholt back home, like on a rainy day where like, you know, the jungle really, the smells really mm-hmm. kind of come out of the ground. It's like overwhelming just for a split second. And then it kind of passes. And uh, I would imagine I get this smell close to the ivy. Just in the room in general. And, and like the smells overwhelming enough that, it doesn't really make sense to Lustra that it would come from just the small amount of ivy that is in the room, right? Like, it smells like more. It smells like them being in the middle of the jungle, and you're next to, like, you know, this tiny little ivy. Lustra shakes his head. I'm getting weird smells again. All, I'm sm- all I smelled just for a moment was... More sweat. Jungle. Like, like, you know, trees, you know, wet vegetation, you know... Just for a moment, though, and it was pungent. So Ash looks to the window. Perhaps you know something about vegetation that I don't, but surely this ivy isn't that smelly. No, it isn't. And what's even stranger is that I only smelled it for like a second. And then it went away. So Ash is going to go investigate the window and just take a peek outside. Yeah, you see the estate grounds. Nothing crazy going on. 
Can't see any mists rolling in. <laughs> nope. Shot in the dark. Um, Mr. Van Richten, um, sorry, doctor. Uh, when you were doing experiments with your chemicals and herbs and things, was there ever a point where you got a large delivery of exotic plants? No, I'm afraid not. All right, yeah. No, I just didn't know if it was scent memory or something, or... I don't know anything about what's going on here. I just know it's trying to kill us. One fifty p.m. Um, just for my own curiosity, um, Salash will look at the ground surrounding the window. Um, can he determine, based on if there's any shards of glass remaining on the ground, if it was broken from the inside or the outside? It was broken from the outside. From the outside? Yeah, whether the ivy itself or... Who knows, a rock. Just weather. Weather, yeah. I see. Or a druid. Or a Vistani. Um, I don't know, part of me almost thinks that it's, you know, keeping with this whole time thing, that maybe I'm getting momentary sense of the smells of over 50 years, instantaneously in a flash. And maybe that's what's causing... The overwhelming smell, but that's not there, and it's only a moment, and so it's ever causing this temporal shift, and maybe that happened in the stables too, because what's going because over fifty years there's going to be a lot of horse sweat, but there's no horses, but I smelt it for only a moment, so maybe there's almost like a blinking of timelines, at least in way of my smell. Could, oh man! Oh sorry, go. Could still be nature being like, "Hey, you up, dog?" Mm-hmm. Literally, dog, because of the smell. All right, I'm sick of guessing. Um, Slash is going to produce the wand of magic detection and give that a Yeah. If there's anything magical going on in the range. Oh, man, you know in TV where, like, there's there's something wrong and then, like, sort of the screen does, like, a little fuzz and then it's, like, back to back to normal? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's, it's probably, like, that psychic thing that's, like, Looster, that's so sick. If it, if that's even true, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That last ten minutes too. We should Scooby Doo and run around this house, just in and out every f- single fucking door. Just go full Clue movie. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Tess under the cop- candelabra with the candelabra. There are no pings, Slash. Nothing magical hmm. gets detected aside from the stuff you already know. Is magical. Like our weapons and stuff. Nothing, yeah, exactly. nothing environmental. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you guys are standing in that little hallway just outside the workroom at 2 p.m., which is when you hear a loud thud. 2 p.m., a thud, like maybe. A door just got slammed somewhere in the house. Casimir? Inside the house or leaving the house? Uh, can I can I gauge that? Perception. Sound insight check. Um, 15. 15, it's hard to tell, uh, but with that you're confident that it's distant enough you figure it was probably a door on the first floor, like the ground floor. All right. Uh, uh, we're, we're checking that out right now, right? 
Slash looks to the um, uh, balcony door and says, we can run around the balcony and look to see if something is leaving the estate. I mean, I can just run down the house and you can jump. <laughs> yeah. I or mean, we all stick together and just go down the stairs, group strength in numbers. You can shoot from the balcony and he... Combat? No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it now. Yeah, I, I think, like, Tess is on edge enough that, like, this this shock is going to send her sprinting just, like, out onto the balcony. If she doesn't see anything, she's just going to jump and Iron Man land on the uh, on the south entrance. Troubadour is going to follow and run down the of Corinthian columns. What are they, David? Colonial pillars. There we go. Colonial pillars. And I guess Slash is going to look at Looster expectantly, hoping he doesn't jump and just be like, okay, stick together. <laughs> stick together. I'm just going to go to the edge of the balcony and provide overwatch. The uh, doctor, if you want to follow the people who don't want to break their knees. <laughs> Everyone goes into a panic. And you guys quickly realize that it is Joseph, the steward, you know, the head butler. He is walking down that main road, like heading towards the fork, the first fork. But Joseph is just walking quickly down the main road. You see him kind of look over his shoulder like he's maybe even contemplating cutting through the milkweed, the overgrown milkweed patch. Uh, but thinks best of it and just like picks up his pace on the main road. Ah, uh, okay. We should probably stop him on the off chance he's the next victim. Yeah. Um, I. Hey, Mister Joseph. Sir, I... is everything all right? He, at this point, you know, he's a little ways down the road, but still well within earshot. You guys acted quick. He looks over his shoulder. Oh, just try not to make a mess of the house. I'm heading to the gatehouse to find Casimir. Still hasn't shown up. Uh, I'm sick of this. We we can do that. We don't have chores and a schedule and aren't on the payroll, sadly. So <laughs> uh, if you want us to go for you, we, we can do it. Kind of dismisses you. Go ahead and make a persuasion. I got some charisma, at least. Oh, 15. Sorry, 14. Elise is taking care of cleaning up after lunch. I've got the afternoon. Uh, I'm going to see Casimir. It needs to be reprimanded, not showing up for lunch. All right. Um, is, is there an insight uh, I can make to see if that's... Is there distress that isn't just Casimir being late, like... Maybe, maybe shit hit the fan and he found out that his daughter's been plowing the gatekeeper. I don't know. <laughs> you can roll insight. He's pretty far away, though. So give me insight with disadvantage. Hard Fair. to read a face when it's this far away. Fair. 19 and a 7, so 13. He seems sincere. Okay. You're not sure. Cool. But he quickly dismisses the troubadour's offer. And is already like turning around again to to keep walking down this road. What a, what about that's giving you a posse just on the off chance uh, the milkweed comes at you? That's some real wild looking milkweed. Uh, the troubadour, we um we hitched our horses up at the gatehouse just in case we weren't welcome, right? We should probably 
get them now that we know that we're all allowed here. Oh, yes, that's right. I need to feed my horse in that stable sweat thing place. I have no intentions of cutting through that damned milkweed patch. Too overgrown, I'll rip my clothing. If you want to walk with me for 30 minutes all the way to the gatehouse so that you can watch me yell at Casimir, (laughs) by all means, let's go. But he's already (laughs) turning around and he's going. I mean, I'm sold already. (laughs) But reminds you that it is a 30-minute walk to that gatehouse. The current time, (laughs) 2.05 p.m. Heads up, folks, for your timekeeping needs. So the real question here is, do we all go or do we split the party? I... I mean, I would, I would want us all to go. But also, he 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 was looking. He was looking at that milkweed. How how much of how much time do you think we could shave off if we took a shortcut through the milkweed? Uh, it'd be the same as when you walked this way. Honestly, it's not a shortcut. It takes a lot longer. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Ah. Uh, it would be if it wasn't ridiculously overgrown. <laughs> if we had Freaking a druid or somebody that's just like, eh, nature, screw it. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, I want to talk to Elise about things, because we haven't talked to her at all. All we know is hearsay, but I am so concerned about Casimir. Dude, just, just, we can just tackle him and knock him out. Put like a, a small smile, a strange <laughs> smile comes over Tess's face. Put him the, in the linen closet. He loves linen, I'm sure. Or, you know, the gods forbid, and he'll sort of look over at Van Richten, the master of the house tells him what to do. I, 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 think, I think we need to go investigate Casimir, no matter what. For what it's worth, he seems to think I'm six. So when it comes to his schedule, he'll likely defer to my father's orders. Fair. That guy is hard up for a schedule. Trust me, I've tried to sneak a, quite a few extra treats from the kitchen in my younger years. And <laughs> no matter how hard I tried, they were far too scared of my father's wrath. It was his father who killed them all. <laughs> he just goes on a killing spree when he got back. Well, I'm convinced that we should go with Joseph because if whatever is taking people, if there is something taking people, or if there is a force that's, you know, manipulating these people, we will see it if we follow Joseph. Now, Joseph is walking there as well. We can probably run there faster. Or is Joseph like sprinting in his three piece suit? He's, like, speed walking. I mean, there's no question that Tess can get to the gatehouse faster than Joseph. There's zero question. And all of you guys, honestly. Solo mission for Tess? Let's go. (laughs) No. No. I think that we just need to go with Joseph. Casimir, something has happened to him, and that's the one thing that the doll has mentioned that isn't in front of our eyes. It's the one thing that has been brought up since we got to the manor multiple times. Something is wrong with Casimir. I can also run up, see if Joseph's undead. If that's the case, he might be a lost cause already. And then souls and spirits, whatever happens, has already happened to all of them. It's not like we're saving anybody. Slash will look to Lucera in VR 
Shall we head downstairs, then? It seems like they seem intent on running after Joseph. Yeah, we should probably stick together. Let's head down the stairs and meet up and see what the hullabaloo is all about. So are Tess and Troubadour coming back up the side of the building to join them as they go back through the house, or are you guys waiting outside now? I mean, like, he probably wouldn't have locked up the front door if he left out the front, right? He left out the same door that you guys came in. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we can just walk in the door that uh, Joseph walked out of, meet them at the foot of the stairs, con- conglomerate in the women's room with uh, four men. Outside the women's room. <laughs> <laughs> Troubadour says sheepishly. And I think the team Scaly Boys and Van Richten, we're just going to walk down the stairs. Okay. So team Scaly Boys and Van Richten are walking Back down the stairs, like through the smoking room, down to the second floor, past the parlor, down to the first floor. Meanwhile, Troubadour and Tess are going around the side of the house to go back in the door you first came in Mm -hmm. uh, and headed to the ladies' withdrawing room. Yeah, just so we all meet up at the... Yeah. Yeah. So a couple things then that you guys all notice as you're traversing around the house... Uh, let's do Slash, Looser, and VR first. That party of three, once you get back down to the main floor, uh, you can see that open dining room door, those open double doors, and the scene inside has changed. Obviously, Joseph's not in the dining room serving lunch anymore. You know that he's on the main road walking away. Elise is in there cleaning up after lunch by herself. Carl is not in that room anymore. Carl was eating lunch last time you left that room. He's not in the room. Elise is by herself. Uh, Tess and Troubadour, as you are kind of walking around the side of the house, You see no signs of uh, Carl either, like the groundskeeper. He was kind of, you know, he came in for lunch. He was in the middle of making like a big pile of leaves to burn, essentially. He was doing some some groundskeeping. It doesn't look like he's gone back to his job. And the area that you know Greta was having her little tea party in where you left Greta, she's not there either. Where the hell's Greta? Why are those two missing? But then you guys all, then the doors open, you know, Troubadour and Tess come to meet you guys in the ladies' waiting room. You exchange all that information. Joseph is still walking away on the road, but now Greta's not around, Carl's not around, and Elise is by herself in the dining room. Does that change anything? It does. Um, Slash, having had a wonderful time with Greta at tea time, um, <laughs> um, knows that she's still clearly an instrumental part of this this estate, and to have her gone as well, knowing that Carl was likely the one who have, who has taken her, because most kidnappings happen by people you know, um, it wouldn't shock me if Carl had kidnapped, you know, Gretna, Greta as a way to sort of like have some weird psychological hope of getting with Elise. So I suppose the first question for Slash would be to talk to Elise and be like, Hey, do you know where Greta is? And do you know where Carl is? 
um, and then proceed from there because we already know where Joseph's going. So if we're trying to keep a track on everybody and where they're going in the estate to keep an eye on them, um, that's one person we know where they're going. So I just want to find out where the other two have headed and go from there. Yeah, no. Question Elise, let's go. Sounds good to me. You all head into the dining room. The door is still open. Elise is in there in her fairly plain garb. She's tidying up after lunch, washing some dishes, that kind of thing, putting some of the fine china away. Says, oh, I'm sorry. We just cleaned up after lunch. Were you still hungry? Um, not at all. Uh, actually, we saw Joseph leaving in a bit of a huff and realized that there might have been some other things going on. Um, we, just, I personally, having had a wonderful tea time with Greta, just wanted to check on Greta, especially after Joseph was seemingly not himself. Um, is Greta okay? As far as I know, tea party out back, I believe. Mm, we didn't see her out back. Do you know where she might have gone? Her shoulders kind of drop. She lets out a sigh. Oh, who knows? I'll check around the house, I suppose. If you see her, tell her to come back in. Is she known for immediately replacing the teacups she shouldn't take? Or does she forget about them and somebody has to pick them up later? 50-50 shot, really, honestly. Oh, son of a bitch! I'm still going to check anyway, and I'll go and see if all the cups are back. Well, everybody's... <laughs> yeah, the teacups were not returned. Oh. Could, would Carl maybe know where where her haunts would be? Ha-ha. <laughs> he does get around the grounds quite a bit. He left himself, kind of looks out the window, maybe 20... 30 minutes ago, something like that. As far as father, he went off to the gatehouse to see Casimir. He's quite upset with him. I can imagine. Punctuality seems to be one of the main things that he is concerned about. Um, have things been being, have things been weird with Carl? You know he is sweet on you, right? She turns a very dark shade of red Kind of looks down at her feet. Stop. I don't know what you mean. I think we all know that there are only two liars in this room, and only one of them is a woman. <laughs> that is a weird way of saying I'm calling you a freaking liar and Salash also. <laughs> I've not told a single lie since we got here. <laughs> There's an instrument, the lie, uh, a liar in the corner, just like, oof. <laughs> There's a bit of a look of shock that comes over her face. Carl? She seems surprised at the idea that Carl would be fond of her. I mean, this Salash. Yes. You and Troubadour seem to have had some insight on this. Greta is a very, very innocent child, and having all kinds of talk and goss over tea, you could say a couple of friends had. Um, she had explained such such trysts that you might have had with perhaps 
or that Carl would like to have with you. Seems Carl is very close to young Greta, which is another part of the reason why I'm wondering where they got off to. Um, if, if Joseph is this cruel with Casimir on punctuality, I'm scared to think of what he would do surrounding his daughter. We're all close here. It's a small crew. And what of Casimir? And what are, what are your feelings towards him? Are you not scared that Joseph will fire him? Perhaps reprimand him a little too harshly? Uh, she kind of looks down at her feet. So I can't imagine he'd do that. Hard to find people to work out here. And why is that? Oh, it's just everyone would rather stay to the larger settlements, I suppose. Why spend all your time here when you can hit the Cosmopolis Club in Martira <laughs> Bay? Or be close to that under-jack cheese. Mm. All right, cards on the table. We think something may have happened to Casimir. And uh, Tess is going to, like, be scouring her face for, like, reactions. Uh, insight check. Nine. If she has any emotions triggered by that statement, she doesn't show them. Shoot. Oh, they're not serious. That's sad. Poor Casimir. Oh, also, he might be dead. Dead? I can't imagine. Why would he be dead? Well, uh, guards, doors, creatures, Darkon. <laughs> you know, angry dad. She shakes her head. I'm sure father will be back with him shortly. They should be back within an hour or so. I hear it's a half hour to get down there, so. How much do you believe in prophecy? Divination, that sort of thing. I've never researched it much. I never truly believed in those things, I suppose. Don't like putting too much stock into them, at least. Slash is like, I like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love, square. Uh, nah, uh, then, this is going to say, well, then I think you should probably... Believe honestly, then. Look into my eyes and believe me when I tell you. Something very bad is on its way. and Something awful is going to happen to all of you who live here. And right now, we are the only people trying to stop that. So if there is anything you are keeping from us, anything that you know... Greta or Casimir or your father, anyone, if there's anything strange that has happened in the past week, I don't know, ever since the Vendertings left their home, you need to tell us now or history is going to repeat itself and it does not end well for you or your sister. And she would like to pull out the um, disgusting rotting doll her face like scrunches up in disgust uh originally though her face was kind of like in fear i mean if anything you, you've scared the wits out of her nice but she's just in shock like she's like i don't know what you mean why oh you've got a doll just like greta's it's disgusting what i don't look i don't know what it is you want me to tell you but 
And she kind of like looks around and says, I, I, I must finish cleaning up after lunch. And now if you say perhaps Greta is missing, I suppose I'll go look for her too. Uh, is there anything else you needed of me? I'm, and she kind of looks at, at Van Richten. She says, I'm, I'm very sorry if I'm coming off as rude, young master Van Richten. He kind of shrugs it off, though. Where, where is Greta's usual hiding spaces? If she's wants some solo time, or uh, there's there's odd guests at the uh, the estate that she wants to avoid. She sleeps in my room with me on the upper floors. Although I have to admit that, and she looks at Van Richten. I have to admit that while the Van Richtens were vacationing, and she enjoyed. Sleeping in Maria's room. Aww. I believe that's one of Maria's old dolls she has, actually. Bah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my brain. Threads and layers. I know, right? 2.15 in the afternoon. Do we take off after Joseph or do we go upstairs, check the attic? Like, what do we do here? questions you'll have to ask yourselves over the course of the next week god damn it oh man lots of paths you could take hopefully the zombies don't bust out again (laughs) casimir not where he should be greta not where she should be carl not where he should be joseph about to head out of sight as well at least lise is doing her stuff jeez (laughs) Lots of options. Lots of options. Oh, my God.